0: Welcome back to Q-Tips, the special feature from the Video Store Junkies podcast, where we recommend you six to eight movies and or TV shows every single week to occupy your time. And guess what? We have a very special Labor Day weekend episode set up. We've been slaving away at our keyboards for weeks. Actually, I just realized it was Labor Day, so um, I haven't been, but I'm sure Bill... Paul and Renee have. So let's get to them and see what their recommendations are. And uh, you know what, Renee, let's start with you this week. It's Labor Day. People are unfortunately probably, well, if you're a responsible person, you're probably not going to be able to go out and do a bunch of stuff like you normally would. So of course, you're going to stay in your house like uh, we always do for Labor Day. So what's what, what should people be watching?
1: Well, I sadly have to go to Orlando this week for mm-hmm. a couple of business uh, meetings and I oh, get...
0: It was nice knowing you, and uh yes we'll post oh. a memorial episode pretty soon.
1: Absolutely. And well, and it's funny you mention that, because I get <laughs> really bad travel anxiety. So since about Saturday, I have been convinced that I'm going to die in a terrible, fiery car crash on my way to Orlando, Um, knowing full well that after about 30 minutes into the drive, I will be completely fine and just ready to roll, but up until that point... It's all anxiety all the time. So this is my uh, travel anxiety themed uh, selection for everyone. Maybe a reason for everyone else to stay home. So my first selection for everyone is from 1960, and it is The City of the Dead. A college student, Nan, takes a road trip to do some research in the town of Whitewood, Massachusetts, where... An alleged witch was burned at the stake about 300 years prior. And you know how it goes. She's going to get a little bit more than she bargained for. Runs into a few situations that she needs to get herself out of. Uh, but overall, pretty good movie. Very uh, nice and spooky. And I enjoy it a lot. And it is available on Shudder, Tubi, Voodoo, Canopy, DirecTV, and AMC+. And again, that movie is The City of the Dead. Which is where I will be going tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to kick this over to Bill.
2: I can't believe I didn't already recommend this because this is one of my favorite movies.
1: I was surprised too. I had to double check the list. It was yesterday. also known as
2: Horror Hotel. So you might find it under that title. Oh, God. It. It's got I, one actually, of the greatest. Yeah, lot. I thought
3: you had recommended
2: You,
0: you it. did already recommend this one, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> oh, son of a biscuit. I thought it was on the list. Or no, not on fine. the list. It,
0: it was on the list, but that's fine. You know what? It's just, <gasps> This is a best. Up. This is
2: a best of episode. Okay, this is now a best up. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> I enjoy the confirmation that I have good taste in film.
1: Like we're all we're all going to the list. I don't see it. Well, I, the city of the dead. No, or it's city 21. of
2: the dead is well, yeah, road
0: twenty-one. City. Oh well, of the that's
1: because you put it in there wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's, that's all right. The it's a good movie. Thing. It's a good. Movie. Or is it my, my
1: fault that right. I put it in there wrong? <laughs> it's a
0: good movie. But I'm not editing any of this out,
3: by the way. Just, this, <laughs> Bill,
2: this Bill what do you, your, what do really you have like. to recommend? <laughs> hey, Paul, next week, you need to recommend City of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I heard it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you recommending? Well, my theme for this week is movies from 1964. And as, <laughs> wow. as I, as I mention at least once a week, Mario Bava is my favorite director. And one of his greatest movies is Blood and Black Lace, uh, an amazing Proto-Giallo film from 1964, way ahead of its time. Really bloody and violent for 64, but absolutely scrumptious color. This is some of the best use of color he's ever had. And it's got all the cliches that we would see later on with Dario Argento. The masked killer with the black glove, mannequins, red and purples and greens and blues, and just great stuff. I mean, does does the movie make a whole lot of sense? Nah. Is it a lot of violence against women? Yeah. I mean, it takes place like, you know, a bunch of models are getting bumped off one by one. It is what it is. And in all fairness, some guys die too, but nobody cares. God, this movie is beautiful. If you can get a good print and see it on a big TV with the lights off, every frame of painting, Baba at his best. And once again, he's the first to do something that would be done many, many times afterwards, but to not it. not anywhere near this epic quality. So Blood and Black Lace, and it's on 2B. And I will throw this to Paul.
3: Why, thank you, Bill. Well, my theme is true crime, or movies based on true crime. So my first movie is Memories of Murder from 2003 by Bong Joon-ho, who many of you recognize from Parasite and The Host and a host of other films. Um, it's currently playing. So memories of murders currently playing on Hulu. It's loosely based on South Korea's first documented serial killer from the late eighties, early nineties. Um, and it really is more, this is a film that's more about, as they say, the journey and not the destination. It's about the sort of the personal journey of the, uh, Police who are investigating this murder and how it comes to affect how the murders and how it affects them. And uh, again, this is from 2003, and the real murders weren't really solved in 2000 until 2019, uh, based on DNA, DNA evidence. So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, not much of a spoiler for the movie, but in terms of. Uh, again, it's more the journey than the destination. So that's memories of murder by Bong Joon-ho. It is Korean, South Korean, and it is
2: on Hulu. And can I, can I just I say, will, I, I would yeah. feel pretty good about my society. If it took like to the 1980s to end up with a serial killer. Cause I'm pretty sure like two weeks after the pilgrims landed here, they were finding <laughs> like a whole bunch of dead Indians. And one guy with blood on his hands, like, I don't know. I just found him that way
3: <laughs> <laughs> on that. Happy note. Zach, what have you got to
2: recommend us?
0: Yeah, well, speaking of serial killers and also speaking of, uh, I guess, vacations and sunny locations, I'm going to take us all the way out to Northern California for my first recommendation. And this is actually a movie that it's, I don't know, it's one of those movies that you watch and you're like, "I, I shouldn't have liked that as much as I did, but I really, really enjoyed it. And the movie in question is Edge of the Axe from 1988. And so this is a slasher. The biggest problem this movie has is a slasher with a uh, a, 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 a stunning lack of slashing in it. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts off. It starts off really well. There's there's a really good kill, and then uh, it gets into the kind of backstory of. It basically kind of focuses on this uh, young man and young woman who are in this uh, northern California town. And I I guess they're, like, this was in 88 and, you know, computers were new and exciting. And they have, like, this whole subplot where, like, the, the guy is, like, a computer nerd and he's, like, sets the girl up with a computer so that they can talk back and forth. I don't know. There's, like, a ton of plot here that is totally irrelevant to the fact that it's a horror film. And then every once in a while we see the killer, like, murdering someone. Um, I don't know. Like Like I said, it shouldn't work, but it does. There's something very oddly endearing about it. The, I believe the, uh, the director who was, uh, Jose Ramon Lorez actually called it his worst movie. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those movies. Like I said, I watched it all the way, you know, I, I sat there and watched it. And at the end I was like, there was so much about that movie that shouldn't have worked. But for some reason I really, really enjoyed it. I think also most of the actors in this movie were in like only one or two movies ever. So there's a whole lot of like really, really amateur acting, but I don't know. I still really liked it. It's also a very well shot film. It's very, uh, like I said, the, the opening kill is actually very, very stylistic and there are a lot of like really good shots in it. So yeah, Edge of the Axe is currently playing on 2B. Hey, it's 2B, uh, hey. Shutter, <laughs> Shudder, Fandor, and the Arrow player. And, uh, apparently it's also an AMC plus. So if you have, I guess that's on Amazon prime. So that's that's my first pick, and you know, let's speaking of the land of fun and sun, let's go back to uh, Renee. <laughs> I don't know is land of fun is that California or or Florida? I actually don't know, but either that's way, let's question. go back to Renee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of it as God's waiting room. So, uh, um, <laughs> so oh my, um, my my so my next pick, which I. Just double check to make sure that nobody has recommended this movie. Cause I would have to change my theme to movies we have already suggested. Um, is surprisingly though, I was surprised we actually didn't do this one. Uh, I know that we are, I think all of us are big Stephen King, uh, Stephen King fans. And, uh, my next film is the dead zone. Oh, and yeah. yeah, right. Um, Man, so this movie has uh, Christopher Walken and, oh, and as everybody knows, we love a creepy Martin Sheen. So we got a creepy Martin Sheen in here. So uh, poor Christopher Walken, he was in a car accident and eh, I don't, somehow he survived this car accident, but he was in a coma for about five years and it left him with the ability to see into the future um, pretty much just by touching people. And uh, he eventually, you know, kind of figures out this uh, ability that he has and how to kind of harness it to help people and use it in a positive way. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of that little journey, but told in the way that only Stephen King could. And uh, it was really great. And Christopher Walken was just outstanding. Um, it was really interesting, you know, before the accident and after the accident, his uh, hairstyles changed. And I don't know if that's when the official uh, Christopher Walken hairstyle kind of started or not, but uh, yeah, it was a it was great. So this movie is available on Hulu, Paramount Plus, Fubo, Epics, and DirecTV. And I'll pass it to Bill.
2: Another great choice. It's my favorite Cronenberg movie, my favorite Stephen King adaptation, my favorite Christopher Walken. Movies. Oh wow. Awesome. Huh. It's a fantastic movie, yeah. underrated absolutely great. Every it, it really
1: best. is, and he was just so so good. Oh, and it, it really yeah. just there's a lot of subtle like nuances and just kind yeah. of things that just beautiful, just beautiful. And it was only an hour and a half, lean and it all they cranked, into an hour and a half. It out, yeah.
2: Ah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the reaction yeah. I have. I,
0: I do, I do want to chime in and say that one of the things I, I love about this movie is the score by uh, Michael Kamen. I, I think it has one mm-hmm. of the best scores of any uh, Stephen King movie ever. It also mm-hmm. features a, an actor who I think is horribly underrated, which is Nick, Nicholas Campbell, who plays Frank Dodd. And he's he's one of those actors. He's oh. like a Canadian oh. actor who's he'd been in a lot of stuff, but most people don't really know him because he hasn't been. He hasn't like starred in a lot of like films that have been big in America, I think so.
2: Anyways. Okay, so my second film, also from 1964, is The Flesh Eaters, found on Tubi. This is a delightful, low-budget little horror movie about a group of uh, young adults trapped on a desert island, discovering that the water is inhabited by a violent form of flesh-eating organisms, which have been created by a renegade Nazi scientist, played by Martin Coast-like, who was really, really good at playing this. He played Joseph Goebbels, like, five times. He just had this maniacal little intensity. He just looked like a rat, little Nazi rat. I'm sure he was a perfectly fine guy in real life, but he played Nazi rats like nobody, nobody's business. This movie's great. It's, it's I, again, 1964, and yet it's kind of gory in a way. It's, I mean, understated compared to today's stuff, but, like, there's a scene where... The Nazi scientists trick some poor sap into drinking the flesh eaters, and they start eating him from the inside out. Ah! And then the next time you see him on a raft, there's actually a hole in his stomach you can see through. It's kind of a cheesy effect, but it's pretty cool. In the end, the flesh eaters like start joining together to create a giant monster. So this has got this has got everything you want. Nazis, monsters, flesh eaters. Just fun, fun stuff. And it was written by Arnold Drake, a comic book writer who created um, the Doom Patrol. And really should have written more stuff, because this was a lot of fun. It's It's got that real pulpy, you know, kind of, you know, pulp fiction sort of thing from those old dime store, amazing stories sort of thing. And this would have fit right in with Weasel's Rip My Flesh, and all that good stuff you don't get anymore. So, uh, again, the Flesh Eaters on Tubi. Unrated, but, you know, it would be a PG now. Time has passed it by, and uh, back to uh, Paul.
3: Why? Thank you. I thought you were going to say, "Speaking of flesh eaters." Uh, so <laughs> oh, uh, at least it was better than saying, "Speaking of you know Nazi rats," which wow. right, right. So anyway, um, <laughs> so back to my theme, which is a, a real true crime. Uh, our my second pick is Lords of Chaos from 2018, which is star, which is on Hulu, Hoopla, and Canopy. It stars Rory Culkin as Euronymous, who um, in the early 90s was uh, when our 90s was considered, well he considered himself, or was the founder of Norwegian black metal and uh, it centers around the world of 90s Norwegian black metal Um, and what's interesting is like the, the actors don't put fake norwegian accents on it's Rory Culkin with an american accent which is fine it works just perfectly fine he was the um Uranus was the founder of Mayhem an early norwegian black metal band and uh there are there's there's all sorts of things that happen in this movie i don't really want to go into it too much if you are if you're aware of Euronymous's story um and the story behind this there, it's not like any surprises but i had went into it Utterly blind, knowing it was crime, knowing knowing that somewhere I believe there was some murder that was involved, there's some arson, there's some other violence and uh and you don't even have to really care about norwegian black metal to to like it um, it's also strangely and oddly uh, funny, darkly funny um, but it is is well worth uh, watching now apparently uh fans of Norwegian black metal are a bit. Split on how they feel about the film and how it represented the events and some of the people involved. Um, but it is well worth catching. So that's Lords of Chaos 2018, Hulu, Hoopla, and Canopy. And speaking of Norwegian black metal, Zach, what's your pick? Uh, well, you
0: know, to, to, just to clear things up, that was actually a Finnish black metal band that I was part of at one point. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a common mistake. Uh, so my <laughs> second my second <laughs> pick is a, a kind of a science fiction film. The name of the movie is The Vast of Night, and this is a uh, Prime Video exclusive. I believe it's one of their uh, original, uh, or it's a movie that they bought the rights to and released. So you can only find it on Prime Video. Uh, but this one is a bit of a throwback. It is about a couple of kids who they hear a uh, they hear a, like a signal over the radio one night and uh they start to think that maybe there is something extraterrestrial about it and there's i can't i don't really want to say anything more because it's kind of a it's kind of one of those movies that uh well there's i don't want to say there's not a lot to it but the thing that really that i really enjoyed about this movie was kind of the style this is actually the very first film from director andrew patterson and it stars absolutely no one i had ever heard of but most of the performances are pretty good um so it's, it's kind of a, I don't think it's all one take, but there are a lot of, like, very, very, very long, like, take shots in it. There's at one point where they're kind of, it, it does an amazing job of kind of, like, setting up the locations. Because at one point, I think some characters are driving from one place to another, but, like, the camera actually, like, goes, like, I don't know, uh, almost halfway across town, but there's no cut, so you're just kind of traveling through this town at night. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's really interestingly done. It's kind of got a I don't know, it, it, I think it's a bit of an homage to kind of like the uh, you know, Orson Welles War of the World type thing where uh they're they're thinking that there is something, but they're not sure. And uh so yeah, I don't know. It is pretty good. Uh Fast Tonight, like I said, is on Amazon Prime Video right now. And uh check it out. It's it's a it's a fun little Independent film, and it's one of the better indie films that I've seen in the last few years.
3: Yeah, I, I absolutely love that film. I, I, I thought agree. it was all the, the, the Yeah. Oh. Oh ahead. yeah, Bill. Yeah. You, you. I think you'll love it.
1: I even made mom and dad watch that movie.
3: <laughs> we oh, wow. we won't mention what my wife thought of it though.
0: Oh boy. Well, she like, holds it over my head. Like I've said a million times, she can come on here and give her own opinions if she wants to. She's more than welcome any time, especially if she's disagreeing with you and she's going right, to carry you right, to <laughs> <so. laughs> Then, then we'll all just mute ourselves and eat, let you two go at it. There
2: <laughs> we go. Good radio.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it. Does anyone have anything else they want to recommend? Since this is a, uh, uh, a holiday weekend episode, if if anyone wants to sneak in a final recommendation, I guess we could do that.
2: Did also, someone? Did one of you guys do uh, Blood Red Sky?
0: No, no, no. Because I haven't seen. Go it. for it though.
2: Ah, it's bonus, fun. bonus it's
0: recommendation. Like...
2: Blood Red Sky, and I, I think it was on Netflix, but you can't hold me to this. Yeah, um, it is
1: on Netflix.
2: Yeah, I think it's a German film, or at the very least, it's got an awful lot of Germans in it. <laughs> and it, it's it's about a, a mother who's you know suffering from cancer, and her her son. They go on an airplane, which bad luck, it gets taken over by some terrorists, and that's when we find out that it's not really cancer that's her problem. I don't think i'm giving i don't think i'm giving too much away because pretty early on we discover there's uh there's some supernatural monster type elements to all this and that's that's the cool thing about it i mean we've had we've had a million vampire stories but how many of them set on an airplane nowhere to run nowhere to hide and you can't jump out so you're sort of trapped in there and who's the good guy who's the bad guy it goes in a lot of cool directions i just sort of like you know the variations on on a pretty cool theme and the monster designs are pretty cool uh, it, there's a little bit of paint-by-numbers to, you know, how things are going to go, but overall, I really enjoyed this film and I like the actors quite a bit. So, Blood Red Sky was, was fun. That was a, that was a nice little diversion
1: Thank you. Oh, it's on my I list on of Netflix. I mean, yeah. Oh yes. I was yeah, right. I saw it on Netflix the other day, and I I didn't know whether or not I wanted to watch it, so I appreciate the recommendation. So now yeah. I will.
0: Cool. Well. You you know what I, I'm actually going to jump in. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a, a a bonus recommendation because this is something that I've I think I've mentioned it before, but I've never actually done an official recommendation. And Bill actually reminded me of that because I I keep thinking, hey, I need to I need to add this as a as an official recommendation. But I'm gonna recommend the TV show Doom Patrol, which is currently playing on HBO oh. Max. This is based mm. on the comic, which was co-created by the writer of the Flesh Eaters, Arnold Drake. And this is a, it's, it's a DC property, but it doesn't really try to, it's, it you know, I guess they're technically heroes, kind of, but they're all kind of anti-heroes. It's a, basically a, a, a super-powered team of people who do not want to be heroes, mostly because they are too busy dealing with their own problems to really do anything heroic, although occasionally they accidentally do heroic things, so... Um, It's got Brendan Fraser in it. First of all, who I don't know about you guys, but I am a huge, huge Brendan Mm -hmm. Fraser fan. I was kind of sad when he, I don't know, he he, I don't think he really quit acting, but he kind of disappeared there for a while, and now he's he's coming back. So I'm I'm really really happy about that. And uh, it's also got it's got a well, it's got a ton of great actors, but it also uh, features Timothy Dalton and Alan Tudyk in it. So uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I've I've actually only watched the first season. I have not gotten around because I like binged it, and now I'm Waiting for a chance to binge the second season, so I can definitely recommend the first season. And if the second season is as good as the first, then uh, also watch that. So, hey, maybe that's what I'll watch over the holiday weekend. Um, I I also mm. wanted to mention because I had to look him up because I was like, oh man, now I wonder what else he's done. Mm. And apparently, almost all of Arnold Drake's credits are for things that he created for uh, yeah. DC Comics. So it's like new stuff because he died in uh, nineteen or excuse me, two thousand seven. But uh, apparently he also wrote a movie. I just wanted to call it (laughs) that. I know which one you're going to talk about. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Before he penned The Flesh Eaters, he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wrote a film called 50,000 BC and in parentheses after that it's before clothing <laughs> and the, the description of the film is a man travels back in time and meets prehistoric cave people who are often nude so I can't recommend this movie but I, you bet your ass I'm gonna find it and watch it this weekend because uh it sounds like it's right up my alley so
2: there's nothing yeah. racier than a skin movie from 1963.
0: Well, it's also the the women, the, the pictures on IMDb, the women look like they're wearing like outfits from uh the, the Flintstones. So actually the <laughs> men do too. So. It basically yeah. looks like they're wearing live action Flintstones costumes, which, uh, you know, great. I mean, I did, I did hit puberty watching Flintstones and uh, yeah. So, but that's a, that's a story for another podcast. Hey, I think we've run out of time here. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. I hope that everyone has a very, very safe and very fun holiday weekend. And speaking of safe and
3: fun, Paul, do you have uh, a song to <laughs> sing us head on? <laughs> why, why, in fact, I do. Um, it, it it ties into Lords of Chaos, because, you know, I'm a big fan of Norwegian oh, black metal. So uh, here we go. Let's see if I, I practice. Oh, boy. Some. you
1: you
0: And as always, here are all of our picks for the weekend of September 3rd, Labor Day weekend, if you're in the United States. And if you're not, well, then it's just another weekend. And hey, if you are an international listener, please drop us a line. I'd actually love to hear where people are listening to us. But hey, for the weekend of 9-3-2021, here are all of our picks. Renee suggested the City of the Living Dead. And yes, I apologize. It was in the spreadsheet wrong. I'm guilty as charged. The City of the Living Dead is currently playing on Shudder, AMC Plus, DirecTV and Spectrum on demand. And Renee also suggested The Dead Zone, which is currently available on Hulu, Paramount Plus, Fubo and AMC Plus. Bill recommended Blood and Black Lace, which is currently available on Tubi. The Flesh Eaters, which is currently playing on Tubi, AMC Plus and Fubo and Blood Red Sky, which is currently available on Netflix. Paul recommended Memories of Murder, which is currently playing on Hulu, and Lords of Chaos, which is currently playing on Hulu, Hoopla, and Canopy. And I recommended Edge of the Axe, which is currently available on Tubi, Shudder, Fandor, The Arrow Player, and AMC+, and The Vast of Night, which is playing on Amazon Prime. And I also recommended Doom Patrol on HBO Max, it's a great show if you haven't seen it go check it out it's kind of kind of weird kind of strange kind of different not uh, not your average superhero thing but uh, it's pretty fun so thanks for listening have a very safe holiday weekend or non-holiday weekend depending on where you are